Hey there, this is Larry, and I'm here with Armin. You're about to listen to a great episode. But before you do, we want to let you know that we're now podcasting over at the Bold Idea Podcast. That's right, and we're not adding any new episodes to Reinventure Me, but we think you're really going to like what we're doing on the Bold Idea Podcast. We're interviewing some great guests and packing ideas and inspiration to help you put your faith to work to bring your idea to life. So when you're done with this episode, go check it out at boldideapodcast.com. Episode number 16 of the Reinventure Me Podcast. Are you a networking pro? Well, maybe not. But uh, we can all get better at networking, and we're going to talk about that in today's episode of Reinventure Me. Find your next great beginning. This is the Reinventure Me podcast with your hosts, Larry Gates and Armin Asadi. Well, welcome back to Reinventure Me. This is the podcast where we talk about what's next in life, and we want to help you find your next great beginning. This is Larry Gates and Armin Asadi, and we are here to make sure you keep asking the question, what am I going to be when I grow up? That's right. And we want to help you answer that question to help you find your next great beginning Today's episode is going to be a little bit different because we're switching gears from all that vision stuff, that mission, that being stuck, mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about getting down and dirty and getting out there networking with people. Yes, because it's one of the most effective things any human being can do for any industry or anything that you're involved with. I think it's one of the most powerful resources that you will ever have access to, and that is people. And the best way to create more people around you is networking. Absolutely. You know, that's a great setup for our Inspire Me segment for today. Let's just cover that. You know, C.S. Lewis reminded us that we meet no ordinary people in our lives. Ooh, I love that. Yeah, what well, is good. And it works for every interaction that we have with people. Yep. If you go into every single connection or if you look at every every person that you've ever encountered and you, and you think about that quote right there that no person that comes into your life is an ordinary person that there's a greatness in everyone and that everyone has something special to offer you or maybe even take it to the next step and think what if the people that you run into isn't mere coincidence yes, what if every good. person that you run into is a divine appointment that you just don't know what and maybe god is involved in it and there's a purpose behind it whether it's for them to lead you or you to lead them, them to serve you or you to serve them, and the list goes on. But those are very important questions to ask every time you encounter someone. And it really gets us off the notion of always seeing what people can do for us as well. Mm -hmm. Because when we start to look at people as a divine encounter, Mm -hmm. we're the other half of the encounter. They're Mm -hmm. not just there for us. Right. We're there for them. Right. And the idea of being able to change people and change yourself uh, through every encounter, that's, it's phenomenal power. Mm -hmm. And it goes largely untapped in its full potential. Why? Okay. Let's talk about that real quick. Why, why do you think that is? Why, why, why do we have such a struggle with that? Well, I don't know if I know the full answer to that, Armin, but I would speculate that at least for me and what I've observed uh, not only in my life, but I think people that have approached networking with me, is that we we look at it very uh, mechanically. We look mm-hmm. at it very mm-hmm. much to meet our present need. Yep. 
when I see people that want to network, perhaps that I've not seen in a long, long time, it's often because they are networking to fulfill a job search. Uh, they know? just lost their job. They just lost their job. Got it. Yep. And, you know, Harvey McKay wrote a book that I really love the title of. It's Dig Your Well Before You're Thirsty. Uh. And one of the challenges of networking, of course, is that we often don't think about starting up our network or keeping our network cultivated mm -hmm. until we're desperate, until we're thirsty. Yep. Then what happens is we're not looking to feed our network. We're looking to eat our network. You know wow. what I mean? We're, we're just seeing them as, right on. as a buffet and who can offer me the best food? Mm -hmm. As opposed to saying, how can I be of value to uh, my network? We're right. only looking at the expediency side of it. I right. need to get to this task. How can I use people to get there? Right. And the other things that I've seen is is uh, a lot of times insecurity. People, especially especially my generation, the younger generation, they always think, well, what do I have to offer them? Mm -hmm. um, I haven't done enough yet. I'm still a student. So there, there's that insecurity that I, I can't add value. Yeah, or they won't take time with me. or Right, yeah. because I'm not significant enough or whatever the thought might be. I guess another piece that I, I see is that people are actually turned off by networking. And there's, there's a lot of people out there that have had potentially bad experiences with networking, just kind of like what you're talking about. You know, it's uh, somebody just trying to use you to get to the next step in life or whatever. And hey, that is a part of networking. That's okay. But it's only when you use it for that purpose and that purpose alone. That's when it becomes sleazy. Then it's when it becomes... Uh, I don't know. It just has a negative light to it. And that does make sense. But there's a lot of things that I've seen around networking that causes people to kind of be reluctant to do it. But those are just a few things that I've probably witnessed. Yeah, in my I think life. networking generally, well, I don't know if I can say this generally, but I think networking often has a bad name, a bad rap. You know, it's yeah. like, I'm going to go networking. Uh, it generally has this idea of being a used car salesman. I'm looking for somebody to pawn off something. Mm -hmm. And it's usually myself. Right. You know? Right. And so the question really is, how do we network effectively? Mm -hmm. How do we network in a way that is mutually beneficial? I love that. Yep. And what have you found for that? Um, I think the first healthiest step to take is always knowing yourself and knowing what value you add. I don't care how young you are. I don't care how experienced you are. I don't care how much that you've done. If you know yourself and you know your own value and have assessed yourself, you can walk into any networking opportunity, anybody that you sit down with, anybody that you meet, and walk into it knowing that the first step to good networking is what value can you add to them? It is not about what they can do for you. It's about what you can do for them. Before you ever think or ask about what they can do for you, you always add value to the people that you meet. So when time comes you know that you're not asking them to do anything that you wouldn't have done for them. And I think that's what creates healthy networking. That's what creates effective networking. And that's what creates an effective and impactful network. But that's just my opinion. What do you think? Well, I, I have always found that those who, and I've tried to make this a practice myself, is never leave a meeting without asking someone how I can help. You're right. And uh, it's even more powerful if you don't even ask that question. Mm -hmm. Because... When you ask that question, you're still asking them to do some work for you. Do you right. realize that? Just yeah. by asking them how I can help? Better than asking how you can help is to offer ways you can help. Yep, exactly. And, and that says that you've been listening. You know, because that's the real test of whether you're listening to someone is to say, 
well, I have a few people that I might be able to connect you with. Would that be of help to you? Mm -hmm. And then they can decide if that's the kind of help that they want, or maybe they can offer some other suggestion to you. But always find a way to leave the person you're networking with better than when you found them. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Exactly. Exactly. Because those are the people that will always remember you. You've made impact in their life. Why wouldn't they remember you? Yeah. And then find ways to do that uh, regularly, not just when you meet face-to-face, but find a way to follow up with them by email and say, hey, I read this article. I know you're dealing with this kind of thing. I think it might be helpful to you. If you can be their outpost for information, that will speak volumes. Mm -hmm. When I get things from people that send me stuff, I know they are tracking with what I'm all about. And I am now more obligated to do something for them because they took the initiative to give me something. Even if I mm-hmm. wasn't looking for it, I knew they were sensitive to what I was looking for. Now I'm more inclined to meet with them. Now I'm more inclined to network them to somebody else. And it just creates that reciprocation that you're looking for. That's healthy, good networking. Right. And one of the best ways to add value to people is just connecting them to the right people that they're looking for. It might be the right person. It might be the right organization, right? Whatever. But if you're intentional about networking, and by that I mean learning and understand the people that you meet, learning and understanding what their needs and desires are, learning and understanding what their struggles are, learning and understanding what their strengths are, needs are, whatever it might be. Not saying that you will know exactly what to do with it right when you meet that person, but when you move on and you meet the next person, and all of a sudden you realize that what they need is so here's a real life example. I met a guy who was ta- who who runs a company. He was looking for a VP of marketing, and um, he he was going through a list of people and he couldn't find the right person that kind of had the character traits that he was looking for to be on his team because he was going to be working so closely with them. Two weeks later, I meet this guy who's trying to leave his job at. Sorry, I almost said the name of the company. I don't want to say the name of the company, but he was leaving a uh, medical company. And he was sick of the culture. He was sick of all the bureaucracy that was taking place. And I asked him what he did. And he says, well, I've been heading up all the marketing for this certain division. And in that moment, I realized this guy is exactly who that last guy was looking for. And my networking came from that moment of remembering that conversation with the guy who was looking for a VP of marketing and meeting a guy who was looking for his next opportunity, but just hadn't found it yet. And all I had to do was bring person A and person B together. And both those guys still thank me to this day because that connection was a real connection. And now those two are together working exactly what they were hoping for. Right. And you demonstrated the key thing in networking is always add value. And you add value. You added value on both sides of that equation. Right. So now, you, you, that was a kind of a twofer. You got two people that are seeing you as having added value to their lives. And they're going to be more beholding to add value to you when you uh, need to reach out of the network. So tell me, Armin, what are some of the occasions by which you might want to network? I mean, some of the, the people that might be listening to this podcast might not have any idea about how to get started, what the approach you should take in networking and what would you recommend? Oh, man. See, I, I think I scare people when I respond to a question like that because I say there is no occasion or else I would say that every occasion is the occasion. That every opportunity you have is an opportunity to network. 
if if you go to networking events to network and that's the only time you network, mm-hmm. I would say that should be your first sign and your first flag that you're networking improperly. If you're going to be networking, you have to do it all the time. If you take the bus, that's an opportunity. You have no idea who you're sitting next to. If you are in the office or if you're in the coffee shop, I watch you. Every time you walk into a caribou, you're like a freaking celebrity when you walk in. (laughs) Everybody knows you, right? But what I like about the way that you network, it's not about the people who can always add value to you. You network the barista behind the counter at Caribou the same way you network somebody who is an author of a popular book. You treat everyone like people and you always add value to them. And because of that, people always respect you. People always listen to you. People always want to do the best to connect you in in a way or talk about you in a way that is uh, very positive. You always get third party affirmations from the people that you talk to. And that in itself becomes a networking opportunity when people talk so highly about you as, hey, Larry Gates, that's a guy you want to meet. But they'll talk about your character, not just about your talent. And I think how you carry yourself everywhere you go, you're constantly networking because people always know you and you are known as the person that everyone else should know. So other people even connect you. So you're underscoring an important point that networking is a mindset. It isn't an activity. Yeah, right on. And it's something that we have to do as part of the way we see ourselves, part of the way we see that we are here to add value to other people. And it's just part and parcel of who we are. So you may not have experience in networking. It might be something that you feel a little bit frightened by, but it isn't hard if you just remember that everyone has needs Mm -hmm. and you are a person who can meet those needs in some way. Not all of them, not every occasion, but if you look at people and you go, things on the outside are not always what they appear to be. Everybody has a need. It may even be unspoken or unnoticed, but you take time to recognize that they have a need. You find a way that you can at least push the ball a little further down for them, make their life a little bit easier, and it'll return in kind. Yes. Here's another thing that I I don't think a lot of people remember is that the, the power or the leverage that it gives you by knowing an abundant amount of people. I'm not saying you have to be best friends with 8,000 people. I'm just saying that it's really important that you know a lot of people. There's a quote. It's one of my favorite quotes. One of my mentors passed it down to me, and he said that at the end of every decision is a person, hmm. right? So no matter what your need is, whenever what your problem is, then you figure out that there's a solution. Even that solution typically is a person or a person that you delegate to, a person that you ask, a person that you pay for services, whatever. It's always a person. And I've realized whether I've been in ministry, whether I've been a nonprofit or I've been in the business world, my most effective resource has always been people. It's people who always help me out. It's it, my, my most effective teams are the people that I know best. When I, when I have to hire people rather than going on some you know, career site or something like that and digging through resumes, the first thing I do is dig through my contact list and figure, think about the people who meet these needs. Because if I can, if I can recruit people relationally and I know their character as much as I know their skill or their experience, I know I can always put together a rock star team. Well, and you've brought up something or at least made me think about those in our audience who don't consider themselves an extrovert. 
they don't get charged up being around people. Right. Being around people drains them. Right. They're having stress right now hearing you and I talk about having thousands of people in their network. Mm-hmm. And and so what are some of the suggestions that we have for how an, a more introverted person can effectively network? I think you can probably talk to that better than I could because your wife is introverted and I think you've learned a lot from that. But the people that I've had um, serve under me that are introverts, I always tell them, don't don't let your introversion be a reason that you don't network. Networking doesn't mean you're around people constantly. It just means that when you are around them, that you're taking the opportunity to actually have conversation. And some of the best conversationalists I know are introverts because they they are such good listeners. That's right. And, and, and one of the most important parts of networking is not talking, it's listening. That's right. And, and I think... Uh, one of the greatest strengths of a lot of introverts is they are phenomenal listeners. And I know that sounds like a generalized blanket statement that I'm t- throwing out that I'm just talking from my own experience. Introverts are great listeners. And I think that's a very, very powerful tool that you uh, introverts have when it comes to networking. Yeah. If you're an introvert, I want to just say, I think you have an advantage here. <laughs> I, I really do. Because there are so many people who are networking poorly. Mm-hmm. That when you network out of your own strength and being able to listen and discern and really hear and internalize and think about what that other person needs, Mm -hmm. you will rocket your esteem in their mind Mm -hmm. much higher than the extroverts in the world that are chasing squirrels (laughs) in networking. Mother Teresa, I think it was, said, if you can't feed a hundred, feed one. Mm -hmm. And think about that for networking. Mm-hmm. You don't need to network to 10,000. Right. If you can't do it effectively, do what you can to those you can network with. Mm-hmm. And just feed the ones that you can. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to feed the world. You right. Just feed the ones you can. Right. And that's the power of networking. And we stop looking at it as something that's for us, and we start looking at something that's for others. But we've talked a lot about that. We talked about putting on the mindset. We talked about what we give to the network is what makes the network strong. But there are benefits of networking, right? Oh, absolutely. That, that accrue to us, right? Yeah, yeah. So some of those benefits, obviously, are, as you pointed out, Armin, that we get connected into other spheres of people that we may not have had a normal exposure to. Right. I have met so many different varieties of people that have informed my thinking and challenged my thinking and given me resources and access to other people that, you know, makes my head spin. Yeah. And it's shaped the way I uh, see the world. It's shaped the way I tackle problems. It's shaped the way I approach what I do. Mm -hmm. And if it weren't for networking, I don't think I would have a clearer sense of my own personal vision. Right. And nor would I have you know, enjoyed what I have enjoyed in terms of the success in consulting and the things that, that we've been doing. And it, it that's all referral-based work. It is. For my business, I don't go out and market anything. Yeah. It's just because they trust my experience and because of the power of the network. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I mean, for me, I, networking has literally changed my perspective, has given me paradigm shifts, whether it's around... <laughs> theology or business philosophy, regardless, my networking, meeting certain types of people has given me those perspective changes or those paradigm shifts. Um, Networking has allowed me to access people that I never thought I could. 
it's allowed me to learn things that I never thought I could. I mean, I, I feel like networking in itself has put me in predicaments and put me in situations where it's forced me to raise my EQ um, or my emotional intelligence just because of the type of people I was dealing with that were uh, whether they were so far ahead of me in life that it forced me to basically have to step my game up just to hold conversation with them, you know, or like talking to you when you talk about physics, I have no idea what you're talking about half the time (laughs) (laughs) or whatever it might be. But yeah, I I feel like there's endless amounts of value that networking can do. Just going back to that point that there isn't, there isn't a greater resource out there, whether it's for opportunity or growth or learning or whatever it might be, there isn't a greater resource out there than people. And if there's an engine that would constantly put you around the type of people that you want to be around, networking is it. And I'll add one last thing um, really quickly back to what you were just saying is how it's a a referral-based business that you're in. Mm -hmm. If networking is done right, if it's value-based networking where you're adding value to the people you meet, if you do that consistently, you do it all the time, that you're always known as a person who will always add value to the people around him, people will network you. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you end up living a lifestyle where it's not always you going out networking people. You start getting intro emails all the time. I, I'm thinking back to the last three years, and I can't think of a week that's gone by that I haven't gotten an intro email sent to me where someone, one of my friends, one of my acquaintances is sending me an email that says, and the subject always says, Armin, meet so-and-so, and and, uh, and then there'll be an introduction email. You know, that's absolutely right. And even as you're cultivating your network, you talk very passionately about the need to continue to develop your network full-time. But once you get to the point where you have a sizable network and they, they know that you're adding value to them, I have coasted in my network development over the last two years, yep. which is not to say that I have not met new people. Mm-hmm. All the people I have met have been inbound to me, right? not me going out to meet people. Right. So I have not been as intentional in my networking over the last two years, and I recognize that's something that I can improve yep. and am taking some steps to do that. We'll talk about that in a couple of minutes. But I... I have found that that doesn't necessarily mean that the tap of new people that I'm meeting has been turned off because people are saying, oh, you guys should connect. You have things in common. Exactly. It's a network at work. Yep. To your point, the more intentional you can be initially when it comes to networking, as time goes by, the process becomes easier because people become intentional about connecting you because they know that you want to meet new people. They know that you want to connect with other people. You want to help other people. And if there's someone that does need help, that it's okay to connect them with you. Or if and, you... and they know that you're not, uh, let me put it this way, you're, you're not a tick. Yeah, <laughs> or a leech. Yeah, or a leech. Larry Crabb once said, marriage is often a tick and a dog kind of thing, and sometimes <laughs> there are two ticks, no dog. You know? <laughs> and, and it can be that way in networking. Most people who don't network the way we're talking about with regard to a giving mindset are mm-hmm. like ticks or leeches, and they're there, they grab on, only to suck the blood out of whoever they're grabbing onto. Right on. Once you develop your network, it starts to reciprocate, and it has some momentum where your network itself wants to connect into you because they know by doing so, you're not going to be sucking the blood out of somebody that they introduce you to, mm-hmm. that you'll be respectful of them, and you'll, in fact, make life better for them, which will. adds value to them. So right? it's kind of like if I can network you into a guy who's going to add value to you, then I get points. Right. You know. So that's the thing that's good about that. Yep. But let's come full circle here for a second yeah, because please. we said let's not start networking 
only when you need to get a job because that's typically the time you start networking. Very true. And you know, we're about reinventing ourselves. And some of you listening might be in the midst of a job change. You know it's coming, or maybe you're in it, and maybe God forbid you've been in it for so much time that you're get discouraged and downtrodden, and you know networking is probably something you gotta go do. Mm-hmm. When you do network well and those times come, then your network will respond. Your mm-hmm. network is willing to help you get your way to that, exactly. that new job. Yeah. But what do you do when you are that guy, you have not paid any attention to your network mm-hmm. and you're desperate. You need to go out and you need to cultivate some relationships. And you know that if you don't cultivate the relationships, you're not going to find your way to that, mm-hmm. to that next job. Well, here's what I would suggest. Be honest with where you are. Honesty trumps everything. And people know when you're there just to try to get something from them, or whether you're there just to be honest with where you're at. You can say, look, I want to know how I can help you. I'm just getting started in this networking thing. I've let it go for far too long. I should have done it while I had a job. I didn't. But I'm learning that that's really important. Can you tell me how you go about networking in a way that's effective? And can I find a way to help you? Because I'm going out and I'm going to be talking to a lot of people. I'm committed to that. And I'm not sure exactly how I'm doing it. But one thing I know I want to do is I want to help those that I meet along the way. Mm -hmm. So you don't necessarily have to have a long track record here if you show genuine intent. So if somebody comes to me and they've never met me before, or maybe they've met me long ago and they haven't kept the relationship current, and they come to me and they say, look, Larry, I'm looking for a job. I'd really like your help in finding uh, somebody that I might be able to connect with, but I want to make you this pledge. I will keep you informed of what's going on in my life, and I also want to know how I might be able to help you because I intend to meet a lot of people in my job search. And when I run across somebody who I think could help you, I want to steer them your way. Mm -hmm. Now, if somebody says that to me intentionally, I buy it. Absolutely. Because it's genuine. It's genuine. And, And so you don't need to be discouraged if you don't have a network the way Armin and I are talking about. You can still begin it. You can make it happen. But be intentional and be purposeful. Yes. If you do not come through on your commitment, then you will lose a network connection. Right on. Let your yes be yes, let your no be no. Exactly. exactly. Right on. I love that. So for all of us, we can all take our networking game to the next level. Mm-hmm. So what are some practical steps that we can do to, to do that? I would say, I, I would almost consider this a challenge for people. Oh, here we go. Here's what I would challenge anyone who wants to get into the world of networking is uh, going back to the thing that I said that um, the best networking is when it's value based, when it's about you adding value to someone else. And the best way to know how to add value to someone else is knowing what your value is. And the way that you do that is by knowing yourself. There's lots of tools out there that can help you assess yourself and to know yourself. And uh, it will help you know what your strengths are. For example, one of the things that um, 
um, I, I even consult on is this thing called Strength Finders. Strength Finders is great. Yep. Um, and there's Myers Briggs that helps you know your personality. There's EQ tests. So I guess my challenge would be to go out there, access these tools that are available to anyone. They don't really cost that much. I think Strength Finders is like 17 bucks. Um, my book, Strength Finders 2.0. Yep. yep. And then there's a scratch off in there that you can go, you go to the website, you take the test. It takes like 35 minutes and it literally gives you, and it's one of the most accurate tests I've ever seen. Um, it gives you your top five strengths, the five top God given talents that you have. And even if you just use that, at least you can know what your strengths are, what your talents are, because if you can at least know that and what your skill set is, you can meet someone and know how to uh, use your strengths to help them out. So even if you can go access a tool that's out there that helps you assess yourself a little bit to know yourself a little bit more, you can literally go and take that and use that and add value to the people you meet to go and create and expand your network and make it strong and built on a foundation of value, of honor, of trust. And I think that's a very powerful uh, foundation to stand on. Yeah, if you don't know something about yourself, you can't possibly help somebody else because yep. you don't. You, you want to help them in your strength and your gifting. It doesn't do you any good if you don't do that. Use the best of you to bring out the best of them. Yep. And I think that's what you're saying. Absolutely, yeah, right on. Now, there are some specific tools, and we won't go into it in any detail, but if you are networking, you're networking in the, well, it doesn't matter what world you're networking in. Exactly. You have to be on LinkedIn. That is the networking tool of choice, linkedin.com. Get a personal profile there. Maybe one episode we'll talk about some LinkedIn secrets that you can uh, have to make that tool really effective. Yep. And then I'm using a tool, I think you are as well, called Contactually. Mm -hmm. And Contactually is a relationship management tool. It's a terrific tool, and I invite you to take a look at it. Uh, we'll put a link in our show notes at reinventure.me slash 16 to both LinkedIn as well as Contactually. Uh, you want to take a look at this tool because it not only imports all your contacts, but it keeps track of all your email messages as well mm -hmm. so that every interaction you have with someone is tracked and, and recorded well. So those are tools that I use that, that I found be very effective in networking and, mm -hmm. and, and indispensable. Yep. And there's no reason nowadays with Not tools to like them. that to, to be ineffective in networking. Right on. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. We're, we're out of time, but I'd love for you to leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher and tell your friends. You can find it at reinventure.me slash iTunes or reinventure.me slash Stitcher. We'd also love to get a question or a comment, and you can call us at our show line at 612-314-5447 or join our discussion on Facebook at facebook.com slash reinventureme. Well, Armin, you want to give the sign off? I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Armin, do you want to say goodbye to everybody? <laughs> yes, thank you guys for joining us. It has been a pleasure. Hope you guys gained something from this. And until next week, we bid you adieu. Never stop becoming what you should be. You've been listening to the Reinventure Me podcast with your hosts, Larry Gates and Armin Asadi.